This is Life Between Classes, where we talk about what's going on in your life and in your mind between classes. You came back again. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to have you uh, join me for today's episode. Um, Today's going to be a little different from the past several And I'm excited for this one in particular because it's sort of the start of what will be a series, um, an ongoing series of episode types where I will be recording conversations that I have with with students, uh, current or former, and we'll be talking about things like what I wish I knew going into college or what I wish I knew... um, my freshman year or when I was in college for the the graduates that I'll be talking with. Um, and then there's also going to be another version of the series that is going to cover the uh, topic of what I wish my professors knew. So today for uh, the first episode in this series, I'm talking with two of my former students, Em and Pri, and we're going to start off with that idea of like what I wish I knew going into college, but in particular, we're talking about transitions. As you know, because I'm sure you've experienced some kind of transition in your life, um, transitions are tough. And I think that this is a topic that's really worth talking about. Um, I think that sharing about our experiences navigating transitions um, can help, we can help one another every time that we face them in our life because, you know, life is full of changes and transitions in life are inevitable. So that's the topic of this conversation and I hope you enjoy it. Oh, and this is just part one of the conversation. (laughs) Just to warn you, it ends kind of abruptly. So, um, so yeah, I divided it into two parts. So episode, today's episode will be part one, and then we will continue, um, with the rest of the conversation next week in the next episode. So, okay, here we go. Hope you enjoy. I'm here today with Emily and Priyanka, who are two recent graduates from Loyola University in Baltimore, Maryland, and were students of mine a few years ago during their sophomore year, right? Yeah, so long it's, been, it's been a few years now. It's crazy. Yeah, it has. And we've kept in touch and they agreed to join me to talk a little bit about their college experience. Um, and in particular, we're going to talk about transitions in life. So um, let's just let the listeners know a little bit about the two of you. So we'll start with you, Emily. Yeah, so I graduated from Loyola with two degrees in marketing and information systems. Um, So that's what I studied. And then as far as career plans go, I'm not currently employed, but definitely looking for a job right now. Things are kind of crazy. So we'll see how it goes. Right. And I'm sure so many people can relate to that, especially all the other recent grads out there. And Pri, how about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I also graduated from Loyola, and I got um, my BA in advertising and a marketing minor, so just really excited to kind of like take on the creative and analytical with both of those. And then as far as my career plans go, um, currently I am set to start working within an agency, but long term I'm hoping to, you know, start within sales and marketing and higher education or educational travel. Yes, that's awesome. We know that's something you're passionate about. Um, Mm -hmm. 
but I just have to give a little side note to share with the listeners that you just got confirmation on your job. So yeah. we're, we're celebrating <laughs> yeah. this morning. That's right. I'm excited for you. <laughs> yes, it's a good day. I'm excited. Awesome. Um, okay. And so let's start with um, talking about like, ooh, if you can remember four years ago, <laughs> going back in time, um, when you were first coming into college, and then thinking about that time in your life and kind of what you knew then versus what you know now as you're graduating and uh, moving into the next phase. So what are some of the things that like you wish that you knew coming into college? Um, and kind of we can start with the idea of like challenges in general. Like what do you remember being one of the biggest challenges in your transition into college? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Um, I think for Pri and I both, our freshman year was kind of, it started off a little miserable. Both of us hadn't really found our people. Um, like any sort of transition, it's hard starting fresh and meeting new people that are like you and all of that. Um, and I think the first time that, you know, you're away from your family, you don't have that link of that identity. Like when you grow up in your hometown, people know your family, they know older siblings who they played sports with or they worked with your parents like you have that tie but when you move into school you're making all of your decisions and you're starting fresh and creating like the person that you are so that comes with a lot of responsibility and just like remembering who you are and who you want to be I think that's a huge lesson that I learned that first year so yeah the challenge of kind of starting from zero and and yeah the opportunity also to create a new identity, but like you said, staying true to who you are. Yeah, awesome. How about you, Pri? Yeah, I think, you know, going off a lot of what Em said, um, I think just the whole idea of just trying to be authentic to who you are and not kind of forgetting that. It's almost like until you are in that setting, do you realize, okay, this is it. This is kind of like where I'm headed. And so for me, you know, it was the first time, even though I have, so I actually, you know, studied abroad in India before all of this, I had been with my family. So it was the first time I was really like out on my own, far from what would be Connecticut, uh, since that's where I'm originally from. But I think it was just kind of trying to find the people and surrounding myself within that environment that would stay true to my values and just kind of like letting me embrace who I am as a person. Yeah. So you really relate on that challenge, the two of you. Yeah. And how did you go about um, overcoming that? How did you navigate that? What what are some of the things that you remember helping? I think when I got back for fall break, I remember meeting up with some of my friends from my hometown and just them talking about how much they loved their schools and all these great people they met and all these parties they were going to. And I couldn't relate. Like I didn't love my school yet. I didn't meet my people yet. Like I was in a very different place and I didn't understand why. That can be really intimidating and scary because I chose a school. What if I chose wrong? And I think what I learned is you just have to give it time and join clubs and do things that you're passionate about and that you value. And then those people will come and then it'll become your home. So like just being patient with it and not straying away from who you are is really important in finding those people. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. How about you, Pri? Yeah. 
And I also think that the it can also be challenging as, you know, easy as trying to embrace that patience comes because when you are in that new environment, I remember very well just those first few moments on campus, you want to embrace who you are, but you also don't know enough of the people you're around yet to kind of make the judgment on whether, you know, those people are the right friends for you. Everyone's kind of feeling out each other, getting personalities in. So I think for me, it was kind of like, what are the things I value the most? How can I incorporate that into my routine? And then, you know, being hopeful that with the routine or trying to go through about my like day to day, whether that was a class on Monday, how I would get to the class and what I would kind of line up, just kind of seeing that the people that would come along the way would come within that routine and it would align perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also something to keep in mind is that like, I mean, most people start college when they're what, 18 years old, 19 years old. Like (laughs) how much do you even really know yourself? And, or, you know, there's so much more I think to discover and you may not realize like, what you love and you might I don't know I, I remember like wasn't there an outdoor like activities club at you at Loyola or something like that like yeah. what if that is like your thing but you don't even know it in the beginning of freshman year and you kind That's of have to step true. out of your comfort zone to try rock climbing or kayaking and then discover that you really connect with people that enjoy that sort of thing you know, but you may not have that knowledge going in. So there's some sort of like experimentation and trial and error. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And another thing that came to mind is I think a lot of people, a lot of students in their freshman year don't adapt immediately, but they assume everyone else does. Uh And then they think that if they're, if they're not feeling automatically at home and in love with their university, then something has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right and like that was me <laughs> yeah. but like both of you kind of experienced that and and I think that I don't know maybe maybe it's just me guessing this but maybe there's shame around that and maybe maybe people like try to act like they're perfectly adapted when that's not necessarily the case yeah yeah and I think with that <laughs> being said for us especially in this generation social media kind of adds such a unique layer to this whole thing because as transparent as people feel you know internally at least social media is like this external like validation that everything is perfect and like everyone has like the perfect picture on you know like their square tiles but that might not be the case it might just be in that moment and then outside of that moment is so much more of what social media can't capture with college it's definitely a highlight reel for sure yeah, yeah. the appearance, you know, the pictures you put up of being at a party or doing this activity that may or may not match up with the real story of what's going on underneath yeah. or between classes, life between classes. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, really good points there. Um, I don't know, you kind of touched on this already, but maybe you have something else to offer here for for this next question, which is what was one of the hardest or the most valuable lessons you learned during college, Um, whether that was your freshman year or or beyond? I think for me personally, I, you know, coming in, I kind of was broken down with this expectation that, you know, like when you go to college, like your grades, your accomplishments, like 
those are the paths to success. And those definitely are very important, important, incredible things. But I think the biggest stereotype for me to break out of was, yes, shoot for good grades, shoot for good accomplishments, but that's not like the bile end all of like your self-worth. Mm-hmm. And it's not the bile end all of like success. Success can also be kind of like demonstrated in so many different ways, like personality, characteristics, passions, interests. There's just so much. And I think even time to time towards even end of my senior year and even looking back on my first year, that was the biggest um, lesson I learned was that it really wasn't all to my Mm self-worth. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that too. I feel like we put so much pressure on this idea that our productivity measures our worth when that's not at all the case. There's so many layers and aspects to every single person. Everyone has a story and just remembering that your grades and your GPA, like that's one number that does not define you at all. Um, so that was definitely huge for me. Amen, sister. <laughs> you are speaking my language, girl. Yeah. Also, I remember freshman year too, Pre was with me, but we had a floor meeting with our RAs and he brought a few friends to come along and speak. And one of them brought up a great point that changed my perspective for the rest of my four years because freshman year and sophomore year, you're kind of taking those gen ed courses. You're doing a lot of like core classes and maybe those aren't the ones that you're completely interested in or invested in. And you might find them a little bit boring or just not in the realm of what you want to do. And so it can be really frustrating and irritating to go to those classes sometimes. But what he said is when you're going to those classes that you don't technically want to go to, remember that the professors who are teaching them, that's what they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. That's what they've spent their entire lives pursuing. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't like the content they're teaching, at least be appreciative and recognize them. And like that completely changed everything for me. So, Wow. That's, those are really powerful words. That's great advice. You can shift the way you approach a course. Yeah. Um, Pri, is there anything that comes to mind for you that was either like a really difficult or valuable lesson or something that if you had known earlier on, you would have avoided like unnecessary stress or struggle beyond the grade um, thing that you just mentioned? Yeah, I would also say that like outside of classes, of course, in college, I think that also just trusting your gut and knowing when something's the right fit. Um, you know, obviously going into college, not only are you making that decision of, is this university the right one for me, but also is like the field that I'm going to study in college, the right path for me. And so I felt like so many people around me kind of put up this image that they really knew what they wanted. And like, they had this structured career plan. And for me, you know, success was really important and a driving force for me throughout, but I necessarily didn't have it as put together as a lot of other people. So my first year was kind of a battle because at one point I tried to do a bunch of coursework that wasn't exactly what was destined for me. I took classes and, you know, a lot of intense business classes and political science. And while they were very engaging and, you know, very learned a lot with that, I ended up finding it not my true passion, which was really within advertising and within the creative aspect of that field. And until I tried it, I realized that this is what does work and this is what doesn't work. So I think it's always just about trusting your gut 
And that really does apply within college and also kind of coming out of it now too with the job search and everything that's kind of tumbled with COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two things that I hear in, in what you just said are um, the value of exposure to different disciplines, different topics and different experiences, right? Exposure. And also the value of contrast, like the, the contrast that was provided through you um, taking those courses in some of the subject areas that you ended up not being that wild about, but it was only because you did that that you were able to notice when you took courses in the fields that you were really excited about, right? Absolutely. Sometimes knowing what you don't like is just as important as knowing what you do like. There's always a silver lining. 100%. Yeah, 100%. That's so good for incoming freshmen to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, anything else that comes to mind about, you know, things you wish you knew coming into college? I think maybe one more thing I would want to add is don't feel pressured kind of like to fit into the stereotype as easy as is for me to say now that I'm kind of like outside looking in on the past of my experiences in college. I think that so often, myself included, you kind of go into college with this expectation of what social life is kind of built upon, what academic life is built upon. Mm -hmm. And I think the more and more you kind of like put aside those stereotypes and just kind of try to go in there embracing like who you are, who your values are, like we already touched upon, those are the things that you should leverage and kind of embrace when you're navigating through those first moments on campus. Absolutely. Yeah. Expectations can be a trap sometimes too, mm -hmm. right? Like if you have this like vision of what is supposed to be. Definitely. And then your experience doesn't match up with that. It, it's easy to think, oh, then this isn't right. It's not working. I'm a failure, you know? and stereotypes that exist out in the world, just in the media, in our culture, whatnot, um, can perpetuate that. Right. <laughs> so funny, I actually just thought of um, a former student of mine who told me at one point, kind of half jokingly, that <laughs> the movies um, Pitch Perfect, which came out when she was like in middle school, kind of formed her idea of like what college is supposed to be like. <laughs> And if you've ever seen, have you I ever seen <laughs> um, So I, I hadn't seen them, but I had to go and like watch at least the first one. But <laughs> it's so funny because it's, I mean, it's really not realistic. And she fully <laughs> admits that now. Um, and she's well into her college career. But I just, you know, that was just an example of like these stereotypes that are created. And then, and then when things don't match up with reality, it, it can be a little confusing. I think letting go of, of expectations can sometimes just be really liberating, right? And just letting experience be what it is and embracing that. We've talked a little bit about, you know, go, going into freshman year, um, but college is a time in your life where I think there are a lot of transitions. What do you think has been the most difficult transition of the last four years of your life? I think definitely my freshman year like just starting and entering that new world and then also now leaving the world mm -hmm. like those are two really big moments that have like shifted my mindset and kind of given me new opportunities to I don't know just build upon my future and what I want mm -hmm. and something that helped me throughout that time is like knowing 
you actually helped me with this. I don't know if you remember this, but knowing when to pass up opportunities, not just when to take them. So like um, maybe you get a rejection letter from X, Y, and Z, or you want to join this club and they don't have room for you, or you want to pursue this internship or this job and that's not where they want you to be. I think remembering that like rejection just means redirection. Mm. Like there's a lot of I don't know, like it can be hard when you hear the words, you're not the fit for this. Like, we don't want you here. We don't see that in our company. But like trusting that there is something else somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Just right. believing in yourself and continuing to move forward with it. Yeah. And not not relying on your five-year plan, just take it day by day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And being flexible, being open to different paths to the, the same destination. Or perhaps shifting your, your focus and, and changing your destination. You're allowed to do that too. Yeah. But I mean, transition, it's all about like, you know, moving through uh, like intersections, right? In a, in a road as long path. as you keep moving, you can't go wrong. Just keep moving. <laughs> Love that. Yes. Just keep moving. <laughs> just yeah. keep swimming. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's great. How about you, Pri? You know, I think I can definitely relate to a lot of what Em just touched upon. And I do think that for me, my transitions that were a little bit more challenging. Well, first, I would say there were two. The first one for me was coming back from studying abroad. Um, I had the chance to study abroad during the fall 2018 semester in Copenhagen, Denmark. And that in itself was a lot of lessons kind of packed into four months, super engaging, super like passionate and exciting times. Um, But kind of coming back uh, during the spring 2019 semester, I kind of didn't realize how changed I would be in terms of like the environment I had left and also kind of in terms of the lessons I had garnished and gained. You know, you often hear the term like study abroad changed me, but I, you don't realize no matter how corny or cheesy that phrase goes, how much it really does change your perspective and your outlook. And I think for me, it was also just the reality of like how much time I had left till graduation, how much more serious, you know, things were in terms of where I was finishing up junior year, getting ready to be a senior, um, that all of those lessons came. And then speaking of my second transition, I would also say just the COVID-19 end to college was just such an abrupt ending that kind of really was one I took to heart. Um, And I'm sure many other people really did take it to heart as well. But I think the lessons that really helped me approach that transition was you are still learning. And I think the more you try to engage with the fact that you're still learning new lessons day to day as I'm touched upon, that'll help you kind of come out of these moments stronger and more adaptable to just change in uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. Embracing and accepting the changes part of life. Mm -hmm. And can you think of any um, concrete ways that you coped during those moments of transition? Yeah. So for me, like for study abroad, at least, I tried to re-engage with many peers, faculty that maybe I had lost, you know, that in-person interaction with. When you got back to campus, you mean like you reconnected with professors and people on campus? Yeah, so I really tried to establish reconnection. I think reconnection for me was a way to kind of reestablish 
friendships and stability within my routine. So I think that really was a good approach for me. And then the other approach that I really tried to do was just to try, you know, how I was when I came back from abroad was a little bit more flexible and adaptable than how I'd been before. So, you know, coming into college, I tried to really be so focused on setting one routine for myself. But I think coming back from study abroad, I wanted to mix things up, whether it was putting aside all of my planning on a Sunday, changing that to a Wednesday, just being more flexible with the little things in my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you are naturally a very organized, like regimented person. So when she yeah, <laughs> abroad, she was so relaxed and so just like la di da, like it's fine, it'll get done. Blah, blah. And I think we both were like, I think yeah. that experience, like I went to New Zealand, but I think having that world experience of just doing classes and seeing someplace else and like experiencing everything we did, mm-hmm. coming back to a place that maybe hasn't changed, but that we've changed it totally shifted everything for us. Mm-hmm. Both of us were so set on grades and all this stuff and doing well and succeeding. But then after abroad, we were both just, let's just enjoy it. Let's be lifelong learners. Let's, you know, embrace everything. I love that. You guys know I love study abroad. I am a huge yeah. proponent of it. It's been a huge part of my life and, and my formation as well. And so I like when I get to hear that from you, but that's so true. And it can be, Uh, it can cause this tension because you've changed, you know, you've gone abroad and you've had all these experiences that have opened your eyes and just, you know, expanded your horizons and the way you think about things. And then you come back to a place that it seems like it hasn't changed. Right. And, and pre, I remember you and I went back and forth in emails about this a bit. Yes. Um, But it can just be very like discombobulating and confusing. And you're like, wait, I'm different, but I'm back in the same situation. And what, what does that mean? Like, how do I, how do I be this new identity in my former circumstances? Yeah. So it's, it's very, it's very complicated. Um, I was, I was kind of wondering though, (laughs) pre in particular if you if you were going to mention like listening to music as part of your transition I was just about to mention um and I think our emails really helped and um also with a lot of the music you did share during my challenging moments but it was really cool kind of to carry that because for me you know one of the things I remember from our conversations was when you said that you know like we're all wavering trees and we need to root ourselves with mm-hmm. the values and things that mean the most to us that and really just enlighten us and so you know during and after study abroad especially during you know as exciting as it is and you're hunting you're kind of going through the honeymoon of abroad where you're traveling you're learning things all the time you kind of get back to this moment of like remembering like where you come from and the people that you know and have grown up with are not really right by your side like they are when you're not studying abroad essentially and so for me it was really just rooting myself in the things that were important and one of them was the music just because that brought, brought back so much of just like my cultural identity my you know everyday like life what motivates me um and it got me through even coming back because listening to that music in Copenhagen specifically when I came back and I listened to those same songs and the same tunes back at Loyola I almost felt like in a way I was being transported back to Copenhagen yeah it's like a way to connect to stay connected with that time and place in your life right and bring it into your present reality and that, did you find that at all? Um, did, or like, did any music kind of like connect with your experience? Yeah, we actually in New Zealand, one of 
the Loyola students that went with us, his roommate was an artist. He wrote and sang music. And so we would listen to his music all the time when we were hanging out over there. And then now he'll post new music. And so all of us are immediately like, oh my gosh, like it feels like New Zealand all over again. Like Chris just came out with a new tune, like let's go listen. So I think definitely like there are moments that I've replayed in my head that have a soundtrack that I was listening to over there that have related back to here. Yeah. So Music's yeah. very powerful. Yeah. And likewise, I found when I was abroad and I was missing home, I would listen to music that reminded me of home and reminded me of who I was um, before that experience to kind of, you know, keep the, the roots strong. <laughs> yeah. um, and then side note, I just have to tell our listeners that Priya and I made a shared playlist, which we yeah. called <laughs> Journeys, because it's so appropriate, because we, we think of life as a series of journeys. <laughs> and then I, I think you and I both were listening to that one a lot um, during the, the beginning of COVID, when we were transitioning to online classes. And Definitely. I don't know, that brought me a lot of comfort. And, uh, and it was just nice to feel connected to you through that as well. Yeah, and I think that's one of the cool things with music. It brings people together even though you're apart. And it just kind of expresses so much more than words can at times. And I think sometimes we need things that don't require words just to kind of get us through those emotions and those moments when we're transitioning. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then speaking about, it's like I don't even want to mention this, but I'm going to because this is the reality that there is a strong possibility that um, this upcoming academic year, even though you girls won't be at university, um, we could end up seeing a lot of online classes again. Um, Do you have any advice for uh, especially incoming freshmen who have never experienced college online and that may be their their first experience of college? Any any insight there? I think remember that human beings are very resilient and adaptable and you're included in that so just take it as it comes embrace all of it the good the bad and the messy and remember you know you'll probably be at home when you're doing this so be kind to your parents be kind to your family um, your professors yourself like all of you are adjusting and learning in this time period and it might not be easy but you'll get through it college is temporary Um, it's four years and it goes by really fast so just make the most of it as you can. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think like try to find ways to participate or find ways to engage as possibly as you can virtually and reach out and don't be afraid to do so. Yeah. 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 Good advice. Yeah. Cause it can be harder when it's online. It's, I think it's easier to hide <laughs> for sure. Would you agree? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not so much in the yeah. summer, like upper level, upper level courses, but imagine being in, you know, a large, gen ed course probably a lot easier to hide um but how much are you going to get out of it if if you approach it that way so yeah connecting and engaging as much as possible is really good advice okay we're gonna pause here so i hope you enjoyed that portion of the conversation and again sorry for the abrupt ending Um, We weren't actually planning on it being a two-part conversation. I just needed to pause the recording so I could make sure it was saving. Anyway, it just happened to be a logical spot for me to cut this in, in half. So the next part will be published next week. And in that, we'll talk about um, professors and they'll tell us um, what they wish they knew, sorry, what they wish their professors knew 
or better understood. And what else? Oh, yeah, I just wanted to point out, I don't know if you noticed this as well, but when I was listening back to this conversation, it seemed like a theme throughout was this idea that while we're experiencing change, we can still find ways to like maintain our connection to our our roots. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And if you've been listening for any amount of time, you or if you know me, <laughs> you, you won't be surprised that that gave birth in my mind to an analogy. Um, and the thing that it made me think of is the chambered nautilus, which is a marine animal. And it's known for its perfect buoyancy, which is due in large part to its process of self-similar growth. So basically, as it grows, the spiral unfurls in a way that's similar to itself. So it actually follows the logarithmic spiral, which is, it's like each, each measurement builds upon itself. Um, and it's related to the Fibonacci sequence, if you've ever heard of that. So like each number, the, each next number in the sequence is the sum of the two preceding numbers. So if you start the sequence with zero and one, then you take those two numbers and the sum of them is, again, one, right? Because zero plus one equals one. So that's your next number in the sequence. So then you have zero, one, one. So then you take one plus one and that equals two. So that gives you the following number in the sequence. And then two plus one equals three. So that's the following number. And it grows um, from there. And that's how it builds. So that's the basis of the logarithmic spiral, the type of spiral that the nautilus, um, that the, no the chambered nautilus's growth is structured around. And you see this spiral like so many places in nature from the pattern of sunflower seeds um, to the uh, spiral shape of a pine cone to actually many other shells contain um, the logarithmic spiral like built into their structure. Um, but the cool thing about it is that idea of self-similar growth. And by that, I mean like it grows from within itself, but also in proportion to um, in proportion to itself or in proportion to the smaller parts of itself. That's how it forms the larger parts. And its growth follows that same pattern, so it stays true to its structure while still expanding, which for the Nautilus gives it perfect buoyancy. And I just think that's such a beautiful image and way to think about life. Like, growth is part of life, right? we aren't meant to stay in the same in the same size or the same shell we're meant to to grow and to become bigger and better versions of ourselves i believe but we can do that in a self similar way we can do that by maintaining our connection to you know our roots our family our our core values um where we come from you know what whatever's important to you can kind of be your anchor throughout that transition. And just like pre-mentioned with the idea of the tree, you know, the tree um, 
has that has strong roots will be able to withstand strong winds without being uprooted or easily broken. So I hope you enjoy that. Take it with you and um, have a great rest of your day. And I will talk to you again soon. Thanks for joining us for Life Between Classes, where we know that there's more going on than meets the eye.